As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back, Prospects to Pros on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dane Brugler. Lance is off today. Uh, I wanted to switch things up a little bit this week. Senior Bowl announcements have been going out. You can catch all those at the Senior Bowl uh, on Twitter. Uh, they're really doing a nice job of uh, keeping everybody updated with the confirmed accepted invites. We're almost to 40 names already. A lot of big names are going to be down there in Mobile. So uh, who better to have on and discuss it uh, than the man in charge of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about uh, how the game's going to look a little different this year in the middle of a pandemic, you know, which prospects have surprised him the most and uh, plenty more. So really excited to chat with our guest today. He's the executive director of the Reese Senior Bowl, former longtime NFL scout and a pretty good follow on Twitter, uh, Mr. Jim Nagy. Jim, thanks for hopping on today. Hey, Dane. Thanks for having me on. So if you're listening to this podcast, you know what the Senior Bowl is. It's the premier all-star game for senior prospects. Uh, it's one of our favorite weeks of the year. So much to learn and gather down there in Mobile, Alabama. So the first question, obviously, we're in an unprecedented point in time in all of our lives with the pandemic. Uh, we're in the middle of a college football season where some teams have played nine times, other have played once. So how will the Senior Bowl look different in 2021 with the challenges of making sure everyone's healthy and safe during the week. Yeah, it's going to look different uh, than the past couple of years for sure. Um, in terms of we're stripping away all the events from the week and it's just going to be practice in a game. Um, we really worked hard to build this thing up, uh, make it more of a fan destination so they can come down here and take in a bunch of different events. Um, last year was a major step forward with uh, we had the players Mardi Gras parade, uh, which was a blast. And then a, a concert free concert down here, uh, downtown Mobile with like 15,000 people. So um, the goal was to continue to build on that this year, uh, but we're not going to be able to do that. And the most important thing is getting the players here, getting them here safe um, and having the NFL here so they can evaluate these guys and, and really try to get through this pre-draft process um, like a normal year with practice in the game. So do you anticipate any uh, logistical changes when it comes to the number of players or practice times or anything like that because of the pandemic? Nothing major, nothing major. No, we might, uh, you know, tweak the numbers a little bit. 
Um, but practice is going to be very, very similar. Um, you know, obviously we're going to have some testing protocols in place um, just to make sure that when we do get on the field and, and we get these teams um, in front of the players, everyone's been tested and every, everything's safe. But um, in terms of like the format of practice or anything like that, no, I don't, don't anticipate any changes. So at the time of this taping, we're almost what forty confirmed uh, accepted invites in, which is is really exciting. You know, it means that the game's getting close and uh, the pre-draft process is getting closer. So I'm curious of the accepted invites so far. Is there one or two that if I would have told you back in June that hey, player X would have been part of the first wave of accepted invites, that would have surprised you. Um. That's kind of been risen up through the fall. Yeah, guys that maybe uh, have helped themselves from September until now that maybe, uh, you know, we didn't really expect over the summer. Uh, yeah, I would say a guy, Peyton Turner at, at Houston, uh, defensive lineman, 6'6", 270. Uh, I know you've looked at him, Dane. You can move mm-hmm. him up, you know, up and down the line of scrimmage. Uh, really long, athletic. Um, he was playing last year with some busted up hands, according to their staff, a bunch of broken fingers and ligament damage and all this stuff. And, uh, man, he's taken a really nice jump this fall and uh, went from like the bottom of our draftable board up to where it would not surprise me. You know, by the time we get to April, that guy's a day two player. Yeah, he plays that that bandit role in that Houston defense. And I, I tell you what, the the biggest takeaway from his tape was just the effort plays. I mean, it's just, it's all over his tape where he's making plays from the backside. He's making plays that really he has no business making. And like you said, the athleticism, uh, that definitely uh, stood out. And I think this, this edge class as a whole, uh, really like the talent. Uh, you know, you've got guys that maybe could be top 50 guys, Quiddy Pay, Carlos Basham, uh, D'Angelo Malone at Western Kentucky, I, I think is a, uh, a day two player that the edge rusher class maybe one of the stronger positions this year. Uh, what positions for you really stand out as maybe being the deepest among the senior class? Well, that's one of them. You nailed it. I'm, I'm kind of checking that group out right now. I'm star- staring at the board. And yeah, it's it's really deep. Uh, we just got a commitment from Jeremiah Moon at Florida, uh, who I'm really high on because of the, the physical traits. And uh, he's really mm-hmm. starting to play his best football right now. But it's a deep linebacker class. And then the offensive line group, um, I'll just go there. You know, two years ago, we had five offensive linemen go in the first round out of this game. Um, And the North team alone had nine out of the 10 on the North went in the first three rounds. And uh, in this this group is really strong, especially it could get bolstered by some juniors that we've targeted right now. Uh, We can't share those names, but, you know, we there's a there's probably 10 or 11 junior offensive linemen that will get their diplomas uh, in December and be eligible to play in the game. So that could really really bolster it. And then it's a really good senior running back class. That's typically a really difficult position for us to get players. Cause most, you know, most running backs, uh, they take off when they get their first chance. They don't want to, they don't want to withstand all the pounding. So when you look at a senior class with Travis Etienne and Najee Harris and Trey Sermon and Larry Roundtree from Missouri, who we just got a acceptance from over the weekend, uh, really strong running back group. Yeah. And you know, I've always uh, enjoyed our talks, whether it's about players or scouting in general. And uh, something that we've talked about is how some invites were just easy, uh, you know. And, and so I'm, I'm curious, who qualifies in this class as a very easy invite? You know, you knew after a tape or two that he was going to have a spot in this year's game. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Travis Etienne's pretty easy. Um, 
a guy, Kadarius Tony, was pretty easy. Um, mm -hmm. He's a mobile kid, and I saw Kadarius play in high school. He was a quarterback here locally at Blunt High School. Um, and just going back to when he was a freshman at Florida and seeing him at practice back when I was scouting for the Seahawks, he was uh, the most dynamic player on the field as a true freshman. Now, he wasn't as productive as he's been this year, but the talent's always been there. So he, he was a really easy one. Um, you know, you go across the board. We, we brought up Boogie Basham. He was he was easy. Quiddy Pay. Um, you know, Chaz Surratt from North Carolina, the linebacker. He was a really easy one. So, um, yeah, I mean, every position, there's uh, there's some guys that once you put on the tape, they're, they, it doesn't take very long. You certainly don't have to watch four or five games. Um, like at corner, Elijah Molden at Washington. Um, mm -hmm. Undersized guy, but such a good football player. So much fun to watch. Um, he was a no-brainer. Yeah, he's just he seems like a make it guy. You know, he's not gonna run especially well. He's not the biggest guy, like you said, but he just he knows how to play football and that really stands out. Another theme of this year's senior bowl is going to be how do some of these opt-out guys look? You know, and so included in that first wave of accepted invites, several guys who just we don't have tape from uh, this season, this fall, uh, whether it's you know, Ambry Thomas or a Kerry Vincent, uh, there's uh, several of those guys. Uh, is there one specifically that maybe stands out as a guy that you just, you can't wait to see him get back on the field uh, down there in Mobile? Well, I think the guy that's going to, you know, have the most intrigue around him is Jamie Newman, the quarterback mm -hmm. from Wake who, uh, you know, went to Georgia in the off season and then, and then opted out of Georgia. Um, you know, just talking to guys around the league, that's a guy they really feel like they need to see. Um, so that was, that was a pretty easy invite because, Again, a big function of our game is serving the 32 teams and making sure we're bringing the players they want to see. So they need to figure Jamie out. I know you watched the tape from Wake, and um, it's not a real apples-to-apples -apples comparison with Jamie. You see some of the physical tools, but, um, you know, very different from what he's going to be asked to do at the, at the pro level. So he's one. And then, you know, Nico Collins, the receiver from Michigan, um, is the guy that I'm really curious to see because um, before he opted out, I was talking to those guys up there in Ann Arbor, and, uh, you know, I, I brought up Nico being, you know, a probable day two guy. And they're like, Jim, if you can see him right now, he looks like a day one guy. You know, he dropped a bunch of weight from last year. They said he looked quicker and more explosive than he ever had. So if that's the case, and that was in uh, that was probably late August uh, when we had that conversation. So if he's looking like a first rounder, I, I can't wait to see Nico out here. Yeah, not many uh, big-time talents like Nico Collins get out of Alabama and go to Big Ten country. So it'll be good to see him back in his his home state to see what he can do. Uh, it kind of uh, it's interesting because, like you said, you you service the thirty-two teams. You know, you want to get the guys there that that teams want to see. And so, um, uh, you know, one of the benefits of the Senior Bowl is the small school guys. You know, last year was Jeremy Chin or Cal Duggar. Uh, you know, you guys are watching this class, but you also want to get the the smaller school guys, the non-FBS players uh, on the same field as guys from Alabama or Ohio State. And that's especially true this year with uh, most of these small school guys not having a season. So do you anticipate maybe more small school players at this year's Senior Bowl than previous ones just because it's important to figure those guys out? And that's who teams really want to see. You know, that's I'm glad you brought that up, Dane. Uh, it's an interesting, interesting question. And really, and I don't know where the numbers are shaking out right now. We've got most of the small school guys committed that we wanted to go after. Um, and we feel this way every year that we have a responsibility to, to you know, bring these guys in and, and get them drafted. I mean, that's the goal every year is, you know, if we hit, if we hit, if we batted a thousand, we'd have a, you know, 115 um, drafted guys. And that, that, 
obviously doesn't happen every year because things happen between no, you know, our game in April, whether it's a character red flag or a medical red flag, or a guy doesn't run fast at Indy, it makes them fall out of the draft. But um, there's a real responsibility um, in our office right now with these small school players, because if they're not slam dunk draftable guys, uh, my personally, my biggest fear is that um, a kid would use his senior bowl invite, uh, as a reason to come out and declare for the draft. And then we get to April and, and have him not get drafted. Um, that's, I, I would hate for that to happen. So we're, we're being really, really careful this year with who we invite in part of that process, Dane is, uh, you know, we have formal calls with, with, you know, a bunch of teams in the league. I think we did 12 or 13 calls, um, before these first round of invites went out. Um, and we'll do another, when we do our next wave of invites, we'll do the same thing with, with different teams. But, uh, you know, really trying to make sure that, okay, are these guys solidly draftable? And when I say that, to me, that's like fourth or fifth round right now here in November. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, something major would have to happen for those guys to fall out of the draft completely. Now, if you're talking, if if a guy was getting sixth and seventh round grades back right now, that's probably not a guy we want to move on. Um, There's a lot of small school guys that, you know, scouts have put seventh round priority free agent grades on. um, And we, we really, really need to stay away from that crew. So, you know, Dylan Radins from North Dakota State and um, the tackle and Spencer Brown, the tackle, um, you know, these guys, all the guys we invited so far um, coming off these calls with the teams. There's a lot of a lot of, you know, day two or early, early day three grades on all these guys or we wouldn't have invited them this year. Yeah, and that makes sense. And it's like you said, that's that's who teams want to see because they want to see these guys on the same field as these better players uh, or guys from more known programs, I should say, and just to get a better barometer of uh, how how to to better understand who these players are. And I I think it's you know interesting perspective uh, from 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 the teams. How how do how are they going to approach this year's Senior Bowl? with these opt-outs, with these small school guys who maybe didn't have a senior season uh, on the field? Uh, I mean, how are they going to be able to approach a senior bowl when they don't have a ton of tape or any tape from this past year? Uh, Is that going to put more emphasis on this week uh, at the senior bowl? Or is it just going to be another cross-checking exercise? How do you think teams are going to approach this week when a lot of these players, uh, it's going to be kind of all, they're putting all their eggs in this basket? Well, I think uh, it's important for these guys to come down here and and put their best foot forward. Uh, I think if you're a team, you're coming in here open-minded. These guys, are, there's going to be a rust factor involved with a lot of these guys that opted out. Um, and from a team's perspective, I mean, I would be telling my scouts, guys, uh, on Tuesday, let's give this guy a pass on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Let's hope he gets a little better Wednesday and a little better on Thursday, and hopefully he he shows up in the game. Um, you know, they are going to, there's going to be an acclimation period where they got to get their feet back under themselves. Um, but again, they've put in since last football season, they've put in 12 months of hard work, um, you know, in the weight room and on the field, um, they should look better than they looked on 2019 tape, um, at least physically. So, um, I think that's the mindset of these players. The ones I've talked to that are coming, uh, they're excited to come show what the last 12 months of hard work looks like, uh, to these teams. But, but, you know, from a team's perspective, you just got to hope these guys get better every day. And then, um, you know, the, the biggest part of this year um, will be the interviews because we don't know how much time these teams are going to be able to have with the players. So, uh, you know, what's being done off the field in the interviews is going to be critical this year. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. 
You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Switching gears to the quarterback position, uh, you know, we've got two confirmed invites so far with Sam Ellinger out of Texas and Jamie Newman, who you mentioned, uh, Georgia and the Wake Forest transfer. Uh, it's it's going to be really interesting with this senior bowl uh, group uh, who ends up getting, you know, the, the coveted invites. Uh, Kyle Trask from Florida. Uh, just he's been so productive this year. It's been really fun to kind of see his maturation going from a backup in high school and backup uh, Florida and then really exploding on the scene. Uh, what have you seen from Kyle Trask this year uh, that has impressed you? Yeah, it's, it's funny. He's on he to start the year. He was at the same exact spot on the board that Joe Burrow was a year mm. ago going into his senior year and not comparing the two guys, but it's just ironic that they both, uh, you know, they both ended up in the same spot and they both mo- both made this big jump as seniors. Um, what sticks out to me about Kyle and again, he is our highest graded uh, senior quarterback. I was just going back to last year. My first live exposure to him was uh, on the road at Baton Rouge, you know, night game, Saturday game, two ranked teams. I mean, it doesn't get more pressure packed than that at the college level. And just to see him handle it that night um, and the poise he played with and the toughness he played with, it was definitely not too big for him. Um, and for a guy that hadn't started since his sophomore year of high school, um, there's just you can't coach that stuff. You can't coach. Um, you know, the feel and the, in the poise and, and, um, so just really, really impressive. And this year, what stands out is the accuracy. I mean, he's, there are some plays on tape where you question whether it was a good decision or not. And he'd be, it'd be fun to sit down and, and watch tape with Kyle and like talk through what he's seeing on the field, because I, I think it's, I think it's, it would be interesting to know, you know, what did you see here? Are you just that supremely, um, <laughs> confident in your ability to put a football right there and squeeze it into that tight window? Or was that maybe a throw you might have wanted back and you feel like you just got lucky on it? Um, but he is, he's, he's putting the ball on a string this year and, and he's got great skill players. We talked about Kadarius Tony, but obviously Kyle Pitts and, and uh, you know, Trayvon Grimes, there's, there's a lot of good players on that offense, but his accuracy and putting those guys in position to make plays after the catch has been, has been awesome. Yeah, no, no question about it. And he's a little bit tough as a prospect because he's, you know, he's not Joe Burrow. He's not uh, He's not a slam dunk first round pick by by any means, at least in my opinion. And, you know, just talking to people around the league. So, uh, you know, a week in Mobile could be something that maybe could really benefit him uh, when it's all said and done. Um, you know, last last topic uh, I really wanted to discuss with you. And this is more of a philosophical question. Uh, you know, you scouted in the league for a lot of years. You uh, spent time with different organizations, uh, different scouting methods. What do you think is the biggest difference uh, in you as an evaluator from your scouting days to when you started at the Senior Bowl three years ago? What's the biggest difference uh, from then to now? And maybe, you know, what are the most important scouting lessons uh, you've learned along the way? Yeah, Dan, that's a good question. Um, 
I think you just need to take a, a bigger picture view with our game when you're scouting for a team. It's really team specific. So um, fewer players fit. You know, it actually makes this job a little easier um, because you're, you're scouting for all 32 teams and a bunch of different scheme fits and, and organizational fits. Um, so that makes it a little easier that we're really open to all the players. Um, I mean, one thing I've learned that, that I've hopefully feel like I've gotten a little better at is, is with our scouts um, and just trying to balance um, opinions and evaluations and making sure everyone on the staff that's putting in so much hard work um, feels like their voices are being heard and that, uh, you know, it's, it's given weight, you know, and that's, and that's, uh, you know, kind of, kind of treating the board as a, as a, as a living entity, right. And not being like locked in at a certain spot. We do so much work over the summer. When you get into the fall, you got to give these guys an opportunity, these players an opportunity to get better and rise up. So we don't ever want to feel locked in. But for me, I mean, I, it's just been a learning process for me, like learning the voices of your scouts and what they see and maybe what some of their strengths and weaknesses are. And then just balancing out the board and, and making everyone feel like they're a big part of this process because they are. They're a huge part of it. Yeah. And it's so interesting because you are basically, uh, you know, the GM uh, of of your team. You have scouts working underneath you and, you know, you have to trust them. And, uh, you know, that's it really is an interesting dynamic. And, uh, you know, it's it's been interesting your social media presence kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit. Uh, how is how has that been kind of implementing uh, Twitter and these different things into, you know, how you how you're trying to grow the game? Yeah, it's uh, the social media part's been really, really uh, challenging. Uh, it's, it's something it's something we never had. You know, it's something scouts don't have. You know, I mean, right. some guys might have accounts, but they don't go on there and post anything. I never even had any accounts, um, but I did see it. I did see social media is an opportunity to connect with these players. Um, and people ask about, you know, different questions about the senior bowl. There's a lot of recruiting that, that goes into this, you know, and, and I feel like we've made major strides over the past couple of years in terms of um, like building the profile of the game and building buzz around the game. I think you can see it now when when uh, like when we put out our, our preseason top 250 list and, and all the colleges are creating graphics for it. And when we name our seniors of the week on a weekly basis, the colleges are making graphics and pumping that out. And now with some of the, you know, with some of the accepted invite stuff, we've done some of that on our own, um, like looping in Doug Williams um, from from the Washington football team mm. to give uh, David Moore, the guard at Grambling, his invite and looping in Joe Staley, you know, to give Spencer Brown his invite. So we've created some of that, but some of the schools are doing some great stuff on their own and they're they're creating content of their own around our game, uh, which has been which has been a ton of fun. And again, let's. I mean, we can't, we don't have the resources to go out and, you know, hustle these kids and be on campus every day. That's, we just don't have that. So we have to connect some way and uh, social media is the easiest way. These guys all have their phones in their hands all the time. Um, and, and it's been the best way for us to connect. So um, yeah, but it's very, it's very different than working for a team. Um, certainly was never on, on Twitter before, before I took this job. <laughs> Yeah, it's been really cool to check out, uh, you know, the Senior Bowl, uh, you know, Twitter feed and see, uh, you know, Central Arkansas, Robert Rochelle, uh, you know, when when uh, his coaching staff gave him the invite and you see him break down a lot of emotion. Just it, really cool to see that, uh, you know, this is a big deal, big deal for these players. Uh, and so the opportunity is something that I, I know they're excited about. And, you know, we're, we're excited about it. It's uh, almost two months away here. So. Uh, guys, make sure you're following Jim on Twitter at Jim Nagy underscore SB. Uh, Jim, you've been very generous with your time. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you here in a few months.
Yeah, Dane, thanks for having me on and uh, tell Lance hello for me. I will. 